The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Right now, to honor football, MyBookie is offering up to $1,000 in free bets using the promo code SGP. That's right, $1,000 in bonus bets on your first deposit when you use the promo code SGP. Play, win, and get paid at MyBookie.ag. AG. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Amazon. You probably already shop at Amazon, but why not shop at Amazon and support us here at the Sports Gambling Podcast for bringing you these shows for free. All you have to do to support us is log on to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Amazon, bookmark that link and use it every time you shop at Amazon to support the podcast today. Let it ride. Harold Spence Jr. is undefeated. pound world champion and ready to prove it against all comers now that he's on top of boxing's pantheon they didn't want to let me in the door but now it's finally happened these guys have to fight me they have no choice after years spent seamlessly rising through the ranks six months ago came his biggest opportunity clearly this is spence's fight sean porter likes to make things hard when you step inside the ropes with him. He never stops coming at his opponents. Never stops challenging them. Oh, oh. Sean As a fighter, he's long been respected for his energy. Long been feared for his aggressiveness. And that combination has earned him a share of the world welterweight title. I'm locked and loaded, and I don't think there's anyone who's as competitive as I am. In the sport's most talented division, they are a pair of champions, each eager to claim a second belt. Two fighters, hungry to make a statement about where they belong and who they are. When I fight at the top level, I'm a guy who always dominates and always wins. I do consider myself to be the complete package in terms of being a boxer. Perception, no doubt, matters. But once the bell rings on September 28th, they'll be able to call on their talent to unify their welterweight championships. Welcome to Fight Camp. Errol Spence Jr. and Sean Porter. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Follow me on Twitter at LockBetting and check out my website, LockBetting.com. It's been a while since we did a fight show. If I recall correctly, we did the uh, Pacquiao-Thurman fight, but there hasn't been anything since. Uh, We really do only save these shows for massive boxing cards or massive UFC cards. And whilst we should have done one for the Khabib Namegamedov fight, I think that would have been lost in the shuffle with all of the... uh, NFL that the guys were doing that's also the reason why we didn't do anything for the US Open tennis but nothing standing in our way for this one with this um, Errol Spence versus Sean Porter fight we have a guy here in Errol Spence who's often in the conversation for the pound for pound best in the world along with the likes of Lamachenko Uh, Canelo Alvarez and of course Terence Crawford a man who everybody wants to see him fight the winner of this fight will probably go on to fight the likes of Crawford and Manny Pacquiao Pacquiao coming off the win against Keith Furman because this is the most competitive weight division in boxing and the loser will probably go 
um, a little bit further down and, and go on to fight Danny Garcia. I especially think that would be the path for Sean Porter. He will probably go down and fight Danny Garcia. It's still a money fight, but it's not the big, big fight. And the fact is, the big, big fight is only as big as it can be if Errol Spence prevails in this contest. Now, I often talk about the corruption in boxing, and I hate talking about it, and I hate the fact that it rears its ugly head so often. But if this is a close fight, it is going to go to Errol Spence. The money is in Errol Spence, mainly because he has the O. And often we've, we've seen even documentaries about it recently where people talk about how there's an overemphasis on the O. I don't believe there's there's anything that you can do to manipulate people or to or to sort of devalue the value of the O. Now, you can go on and be a great fighter, you can go and make a ton of money, you can go and be massively entertaining, you can go and have a good career, but the fact is a substantial amount of money is lost um, when you do lose the O. And if you can go on to recover, because everybody likes a good recovery story, only then can you recuperate um, some of the finances that you will lose from the initial loss of the O. However, if you can succeed with the O, as uh, the likes of Anthony Joshua was doing at one point, and we've seen what it's done to his reputation losing the O, but whereas Dante Wilders is intact and Tyson Fury is intact, and I know I'm talking about heavyweights here, but the fact is, is that all of a sudden, with Anthony Joshua losing that O, he is now out of the conversation for the best heavyweight in the world. And a lot of people do feel that it comes down to Tyson Fury and, John, and, and, Anthony, uh, and Dante Wilder because we haven't seen them on the floor. They don't have to tell a recovery story. Anthony Joshua's path now has completely changed in that he now needs to beat the man who beat him and he needs to look dominant furthermore after that loss. Errol Spence isn't in that position. Um, Terence Crawford isn't in that position. That's why that's the fight that you have to make. Keith Furman risked his O against Manny Pacquiao. And since he lost to Manny Pacquiao on points, and some of the rounds were fairly convincing, especially as um, Pacquiao managed to knock the guy down to the floor in the first round, Keith Thurman now has to go on some massive journey in order to put himself back in the conversation with these guys. He was in the conversation, but all of these other guys, they've now had losses, and the fact is they are out of the conversation. Sean Porter, by beating Errol Spence, can put himself back in the conversation, but the fact is everybody who's making these fights doesn't want that to happen. They don't want Sean Porter to win this fight because the money is in the O versus O, Terence Crawford versus Errol Spence. The marketing sells itself. We've seen it so many times. Somebody's O has to go. We've seen it a multiple number of times. It was it was it was apparent in many 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 fights, and um, that's that's really the way that they're going to sell this one. I mean, I go back to one of the biggest ones that we've seen, and that was um, Canelo Alvarez taking um, the fight against Floyd Mayweather far, far too early in his career because they built it up on the O must go. And um, I believe that a lot of money has been lost uh, with Anthony Joshua and Dante Wilder not doing that fight when they both had their O's intact. And uh, that's why, as I said, it diverts now to um, Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder being the big fight in that division, as opposed to Anthony Joshua. Will Joshua and Wilder still make money if he can beat Andy Ruiz Jr.? Yeah, he'll make a ton and ton of money. But 
as I said, it's a very, very different flight when the O's are intact. In addition to that, the Errol Spence-Manny Pacquiao flight will still be a huge fight. Now, I'm not saying that Porter winning means that all those fights are, um, are, are fights you can't put on pay-per-view. That's an absolutely ridiculous statement. There's nothing that I would ever say. But we are talking a difference here between... 750 um, between between 500,000 and 750,000 buys on pay-per-view as opposed to breaking the 1 million mark or even higher for a fight between the likes of um, um, Crawford and Errol Spence something that will do massive numbers on pay-per-view because you can build it as not only O versus O but you can build it as a fight that will categorically determine the number one not welterweight, not just welterweight, but pound for pound number one fighter in the entire world, in the entire planet. We will determine who is the number one fighter in the pound for pound conversation if we get Spence versus Crawford. That's how big this is. But in order to make that happen, Errol Spence needs to keep on winning. And he's taking a risky fight here against Sean Porter. Sean Porter. The odds are not reflective of that. Errol Spence comes in as the one to eight minus eight hundred favorite. It's thirty three to draw, thirty three to one the draw, and it's a big price of five to one on Sean Porter. Sean Porter is ten to one to knock out Errol Spence. Errol Spence is two to one to knock out Sean Porter. I find it very interesting, and I'll tell you why in a minute. It's not down to the discrepancy between the odds; it's the size of the odds that, that Spence is to uh, to knock Porter out. Uh, the decision. He's four to six for Errol Spence and ten to one on Sean Porter. Errol Spence to win by unanimous decision is available at ten to eleven. Porter to be knocked down at any point in this fight is available at eleven to ten. And uh, Sean Porter to win this fight a unanimous decision is available at fourteen to one. So. They really don't think that um, that Porter's gonna gonna be able to to, to pull this one out. And um, the interest, well, the two interesting things I want to cover here is uh, why the odds are so wide in terms of uh, why they don't give Porter any chance because there is certainly a way for Porter to win this fight, and it's the same way that he's won a couple of fights where he wasn't fancied, namely the fight against Danny Garcia. And Porter has improved a lot since the guy that lost against Kel Brook. I do believe that if they were to have that fight over again, or even the one against Keith Thurman, I believe that Porter has improved to the point where he would be able to um, turn around those two losses and turn them into, into wins. I genuinely believe that. I believe that Porter has become far too savvy to, to lose those fights. We saw a completely different Porter against Danny Garcia. He's now a guy that makes the fight really, really scrappy, tries to bully you, tries to come in the inside. And if he does that, here against Errol Spence he will win rounds what I found interesting about the Errol Spence knockout price is that Errol Spence has pretty much knocked out nearly everybody that he's fought in his previous fights he comes into this fight with a record of 25 wins from 25 fights and 21 by KO so he has knocked out a vast majority of his opponents with um only uh, the likes of Mikey Garcia and a few others before him, but Mikey Garcia most recently surviving the 12 rounds. But that was a very, very one-sided fight. And I'm not expecting it um, here from Sean Porter. I'm not expecting it to be as one-sided. And I'm also not expecting to 
to see Sean Porter knocked out, especially not in the first half of this fight. If Porter is stopped here by Errol Spence, I certainly think it's going to come later on in the fight, if if at all, because there is certainly a clear key to victory here for, for Sean Porter. And if and for Spence to win this, he's going to have to win this fight on the outside. He's going to have to land shots. He's going to have to use his class. He's going to have to use his better boxing ability. And he's going to have to beat Sean Porter here from the outside. He doesn't want to get into a into a scuffle here. He doesn't want to get into a, a slugfest with Sean Porter. He doesn't want to get into an untidy, dirty boxing match, which is what Sean Porter is going to try and make it. A lot of analysts here um, ha- have... Errol Spence winning it on points, and I have to agree with that. I'm just a little bit worried about the um, about the knockout record here, and if and the fact that if Porter does fall behind in the fight, then he's going to have to go gun ho and chasing the knockout, and he's going to abandon his his style of uh, trying to nick these rounds on the inside, which is going to leave him susceptible to a knockout. But I do believe that that knockout will only come in the in rounds nine to twelve, and if you want to cover the points bet here. It's available at seven to one, and that's definitely a decent hedge on um, on Errol Spence winning this fight on points. But as I said, a lot of experts are pointing to the fact that they think Spence will be able to win this on points and move on to the other fights that we uh, that they have mapped out for him for next year. It's been a bit like that for 2019. A lot of people have just had to sort of move forward and make sure that they win as opposed to sabotaging themselves with upset losses. A lot of the big fights have seen favorites coming in at um, at roundabout minus 500 to as high as minus 2,000. We saw ridiculous odds for fights this year with, um, with um, Dante Wilder and, and Tyson Fury and other people. Although I do think that um, Dominique Brazili was a credible opponent. Dante Wilder disposed of him in just, in just one round and didn't look so. Whereas on the other side of the coin, Tyson Fury a couple of weeks ago was pushed massively uh, to, to a points victory when he came in at a price of of uh, 1 to 22 or 1 to 25 I believe it was so you just never know with boxing everybody's got a puncher's chance that's why it's called a puncher's chance but in this instance I do believe that Errol Spence is good enough to, to nick this fight on points. I don't believe that it's essential for him to get a knockout. I don't believe it's essential for him to look good because at this point in time, he's already done the looking good. He's already in the conversation for the pound for pound number one. He doesn't need to look any better than that. All he needs to do is make sure that his whole career isn't turned upside down like Anthony Joshua's was by being knocked out here or, or upset on points but by Sean Porter. And, he's, and Porter is capable of doing that. And I've said that multiple times. There is a route to victory here, which is why I'm surprised that these odds are so big. I would have expected this, pri- this fight to be closer to Errol Spence being near a minus 300, minus 400 or something in between that and um, and Porter being closer to three to one mark. So there is value here in Sean Porter, although I just think he's going to fall short, not only because I believe that um, Spence is smart enough to not get roped into what Porter wants him to do here, which is a dirty boxing match on the inside, but I just believe that... Um, He's, he's he's technically great and I believe money talks and I hate to always bring that dirty angle into it as I said because um, this is a sport I love and you'd like to think it's always mono versus mono and the best versus the best but but money talks um, Canelo Alvarez is, is a fighter who is never ever going to be beaten in our lifetime on points unless he's 
completely destroyed. All close decisions he will get. Why? Because the fight network that he fights on uh, was basically built for him. And I understand that there are other fighters on there, but, but Canelo Alvarez is the number one draw in boxing. And um, the only thing that will do bigger numbers than the uh, Canelo Alvarez, than the next Canelo Alvarez fight or a big or any big Canelo Alvarez fight is um, the heavyweights or this pound for pound fight here between Spence and um, and Crawford or the potential fight that could happen providing that Errol Spence continues to win. There's only, like I said, there's only a handful of fights that can outdo Canelo or come close to his numbers. Otherwise, it is Canelo, Canelo, Canelo. Um, Canelo Triple G3 is the big fight out there for him. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, we're going to see more of the same there. Unless this guy is knocked out or completely dominated in a fight, he's going to continue to eke out points decisions. And that's where the money lies. Um, we, we saw that even earlier on in the year where um, we saw Manny Pacquiao beat... Um, Keith Thurman on points. Now, I'm not disputing that that Pacquiao won this fight. It's just that I personally, along with quite a few other experts, scored that fight differently to to what the TV commentators had, and the TV commentators basically gave it as a as a one sided Pacquiao win, which which it wasn't because Thurman did steal half the half the half the um, half the rounds in that fight, despite the fact that he was knocked down in the first round. He did go on to recover to put up a pretty decent showing. But if you'd listen to the commentary. Um, you wouldn't have believed that would happen. They even questioned the um, one of the scorecards that, that correctly did give the fight to, to Thurman. But um, that's just the way it is uh, in boxing at the moment. It's just something that you have to, to have to deal with. And I say at the moment, but it's been like that since um, since forever. Uh, um, there's there's been shady decisions all the time that have hap- that have happened, and um, that's why some people are very put off betting on boxing because of the shadiness and um, I don't think um, that Errol Spence though needs it I think we're kind of doing him a disservice here talking about him coming through in any kind of uh, shady decision because thus far in his career unlike Canelo Alvarez so we've talked about quite a bit on this show uh, that's never needed to happen and I want to premise that hard here Errol Spence is a top top fighter and he's never ever needed uh, a favorable decision from any of the judges to go his way in order for him to continue on with his career going in a skywards direction he has has won all of his fights clinically to this point and uh, i'm not expecting anything different here on saturday but the only reason i'm pointing it out is i'm trying to give you guys confidence here and reasoning as to why i'm taking this bet of our spence on points here at four to six minus 150 despite saying that there is a route for sean porter to victory will that route um, materialize on saturday i don't think so i think this is a very difficult fight for porter we have seen him lose two opponent to opponents that had a little bit more than him and uh, were able to out ta- beat him tactically and they are the losses on his scorecard he was beaten tactically by Thurman he was beaten tactically by Brook is he a better fighter now yes would he win those two fights again yes the Thurman won only because 
I believe that Thurman is firmly a fighter who has declined since his prime. I mean, Brook is as well. I mean, if, if you didn't believe that Porter wins those fights just because Porter's improved, then look at the decline of Cal Brook and look at the decline of, of Keith Thurman. They're, they're no longer in the conversation, not only for the pound-for-pound pound conversation, and Cal Brook never was. He's a massively overrated fighter, and that's coming from someone that lives in the UK and saying this about a British fighter. But he, he's always been massively overrated. He's always only been chasing that British fight with Amir Khan, and, uh, and, and Keith Thurman has never been the same since the injury. We saw... A, a Keith, a Keith Thurman, who was a shell of himself in that Manny Pacquiao fight, and although it was a good effort, uh, Keith Thurman of four or five years ago beats Pacquiao. Pacquiao's an old man at this point, and um, that's not to disrespect Manny Pacquiao and what he's done and how he's been able to stay around. But Manny Pacquiao doesn't win a fight, in my opinion, against either of these two guys, be it Porter or. Um, or Errol Spence and he certainly doesn't win against Crawford or Spence so whether Crawford or Spence take Pacquiao as a stepping stone before they fight each other next year remains to be seen but as far as this fight goes it's going to be a good fight it's going to be a close fight um, Porter certainly has a chance but I'm going for Errol Spence on points here on Saturday that's it from me good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening